Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. Happy Friday to you. It is sunshiny out there. There's a few clouds, high clouds, but uh, nothing to be afraid of. And uh, we're not going to get any rain, so don't worry about that. I was reading a statistic the other day. Uh, St. George gets, I wish I could remember the number now. In my brain, a little Swiss cheese going on there. But uh, something like 20 days out of 365 that uh, St. George has uh, recordable rain. That's a really, really low number. Anyway, uh, I'm Andy Griffin. Thanks for uh, listening to the program today. I appreciate all the listeners. Got some kind emails this week, people that liked some of our shows. Uh, In particular, uh, on Tuesday, DJ Tishner was on the program. I don't know if you guys uh, were able to tune in that day, but DJ was in the crowd at that Route 91 Harvest Concert Festival when that crazy guy across the street and about 30 stories high uh, took a high-powered rifle and started, uh, started shooting people. And DJ was there. He was. He, he did not get hit, but he got. He was covered in blood. And uh, man, oh man, he, he, the the process that he went through. He explained it all to us here on the show. It was just a, just sobering and a, a situation that he went through. He's, you know, he's in his twenties. Uh, most of us will never have to go through something like that in our lifetime. And uh, so, much respect to DJ. He has come out on the other side of it. And he's uh, really doing well, uh, thriving and succeeding in life. And he has a. Kind of a new perspective. You have tragedy in your life that that does that to you. You get a new perspective. You tend to start drawing those close to you a little bit closer when you realize that uh, how fragile this life can be. Uh, it is a Friday morning, open line Friday. We'll be taking your calls here in just a minute. But uh, as we do every Friday now, we've got Seth Stinson on the line for a little Seth's corner. What's up, Seth? Yes, uh, you know that atrocity that happened. There were reports that there were gunmen walking around on the plaza. There were snipers oh, yeah. out in the field, and none of those people are in prison. Well, I don't know that there was any anymore. We had a guy with a basically an almost automatic rifle who did most of the shooting, at least according to according to DJ. It, exactly, but. Uh, uh, to shoot that distance, I think they even did ballistics to say some of the rounds couldn't have gone that far. Mm. And so, once again, we're dealing with uh, uh, some sort of cover-up a mass uh, um, assassination of people, and uh, the evidence that was found by the so-called shooter don't match what went on uh, for that period of time. And that people didn't see anybody knock the window out and do all the ridiculous things that he supposedly did. So I'd like to cast a little uh, shake or assault at all that. Uh, not about what happened, but who's responsible. Okay. All right. That's all right. your right. I'm, I'm going I'm to uh, stick with the, with the uh, narrative that they've given us, but maybe you're right. All right. Um, I'd also like to thank you for allowing me to talk to the congressman, and I hope he can get the information through to the president that maybe he would be well advised to try to be healthy. Yeah, I know we all need that advice, Seth. I thank you for giving it. Well, I, you know, everybody laughed, but uh, we can all see what needs to be done. I just hope he has the wherewithal. And speaking of that, I'd like to address the rest of this to masks. Okay. And, and I'm going to make statements that I believe, and of course you're free to do anything you want about the situation, but statement number one is masks don't work. 
And that Dr. Blodgett and Fossey and the CDC and the WHO have all at one point in this pandemic said exactly the same thing. You, you are correct. They all have said that. All right. Masks are not worn properly. If I was in the military, which I was, and did this kind of thing for a living, I would be court-martialed if I showed up in one of these masks hmm. because I would immediately be dead because of the way they're built and the way they're worn. Okay. Okay? Masks can't be touched. I'm watching the president. I'm watching Pelosi. I'm watching Fauci. I'm watching everybody, um, Biden, everybody touch the surface area of the mask. I'm watching him right now. He's He's folding it up. We're talking about Biden. He's rubbing it all over his hands. He's putting it in his pocket. Right. And then he's touching his face. Well, I mean, yeah, and I think about the masks that I've been required to wear at certain places. I sit it on the seat of my car. I stick it in my pocket, like you said. I, know, I see people, they wear them over the top of their head when, it, when they don't have to have them on. They stick them on the top of their head or down below their chin. Uh, yeah, we're doing a lot of things that make those, th- make those masks pretty ineffective. All right. And uh, uh, even the most so-called learned doctor doesn't know how to use uh, that mask and the fact that it's leaking. And um, to to be realistic, it's restricting your uptake of oxygen. Absolutely. And it's suffocating you with CO2. And, and, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. By the way, my wife is asthmatic, and she has had a couple of times, she's like, I got to take this off. I can't, I can't get enough air. I'm asthmatic, too. I, I lost 35% of my lung capacity to viral pneumonia. Hmm. Okay, but I run the marathon. I do everything I possibly can do. And when I had COVID, uh, it lasted eight hours because I took everything I could possibly take to minimize it. Yeah, good man. Okay? Yeah. Um, what we need to do is uh, we need to put governors and mayors and companies on notice that it is against our Constitution to prevent free speech and expression of our uh, uh, rights to uh, uh, speak and to be heard clearly, and that we're going to resist and we're not going to comply. I'm with you on that one. I don't know how to do it, Seth. How would we do that? Uh, you might get hassled. You might get thrown out of the store. <laughs> but, but but a couple of, you know, in a couple of situations, after they do that and say, we're being bullies, we're forcing our will. We're trying to enforce something that 99% of the people will never die. And the only thing that we should be counting is deaths. Yeah. And if you count deaths, everything else seems to be more toxic. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay? And, and so if you want to wear a mask, you have every right to do that. That's part of our freedom. 
And if you don't want to wear that mask, now I would want to be responsible. I wouldn't want to go with COVID or any infectious anywhere near Andy or the president. Or I would be at home and I would avoid contact with other people. I'm not talking about being ridiculous. Something is out there. Something is causing uh, death. Uh, and it's usually people that are elderly and people who were immunocompromised. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, I think it's time we stop cowering, and I, it's about time that we stood up and see nobody's going to tackle you because you're so big. <laughs> but yeah. they might grab me, pick me up, and carry me out the door. <laughs> you, you weigh half of what I weigh. So. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, I think you're safe, and all you got to do is say, no. I'm not going to play this game, and uh, if you don't want me to shop in your store or in your business or be in your this group meeting, um, you just let me know, and I'm going to leave. Well said. All right, Seth. Appreciate it. i got to run. I'm going to jump off my soapbox and okay. phone me up here. <laughs> Thanks, Seth. Thank you. Seth Stinson, everybody, on uh, here from every Friday, right about this time. Uh, one of the thing, things that Seth probably would have talked about but hadn't yet was the the new weapon that's being used to get people to wear masks. Uh, you know, you talk about mandatory. There's that word and rules and laws and whatever, and it is and it isn't and, and things like that. But the new weapon, I don't know if it's new, but the weapon of choice recently by government officials and civic leaders is guilt. They are right now. There, there's a, uh, and I'm not going to say who's putting it on, but here in St. George, there's a stay safe, uh, follow the rules, do all, do what's right, so you can be a responsible uh, member of society. Blah blah blah. Uh, you know, and, and do do all these things. And they don't. I don't remember seeing them specifically wearing a mask, but it's strongly implied. And it's strongly implied that if you're not doing these things, then you're a bad citizen. You're a bad person. You don't care about your fellow human beings. And we've seen that now occur on airplane flights. We've seen it occur in grocery stores. We've seen it occur uh, occur even in work meetings and places like that. And uh, it's, uh, it's kind of scary to me because not only have a lot of people become complicit to what the government's telling them to do, that they're they're doing what the government says. Not only that, but they're now self-enforcing amongst their friends and neighbors and coworkers. And that, to me, is I mean, we have we have turned we we have turned the corner, and it's a bad, bad, dark corner. All right, let's go to the phone lines. It's open line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. Uh, caller, you're on with Andy this morning. How are you? Good morning, Andy. Great, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and thank you for the call today. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> Unfortunately, about the mask thing, it's going to make us we're a bad person if we don't. That's right. You're you know, evil. Put it on or you're evil. Yeah, yeah. I can. Anyway, yeah. I, and, and, and I agree with the thing with the elderly and the pre-existing conditions and things like that. And if I had the sniffles or, a you know, a cold or a cough or something, I would voluntarily wear the mask for sure. So if I'm going to choose, okay, I'm going to not wear the mask, I'm going to monitor myself closely. And if, like I say, if I've got those issues where I'm sneezing or coughing or something, I'm going to probably not go anywhere, but I'm, I would definitely wear a mask to protect the other people. You know, it's yeah. just common. But, but that, 
Yeah, Andy, I want to bring up something about yesterday. We were talking about the smoke and global warming and stuff. And sure. the, the global warming thing that they're trying to push, I, the, the question that all boils down to me in a nutshell is like, how much how, they're going to charge us so much money on taxes and our mileage on our cars and how many cars we drive and all of this stuff to generate the politicians a lot of money out of this, the Green New Deal type of thing. Mm-hmm. What, what is that going to do by charging me a whole bunch of more money going to change the weather? In other words, do they really think they can actually be powerful enough to change the weather by doing this massive taxation on everybody? Well, I, I think they do believe that. That's, that's one of the problems. You know, And one of the other problems is they can do all they want to the United States of America, and, and they, they, if they get elected, they're going to we're, we're screwed on, on some of those things. Uh, but, yeah. you know, there's how many two-point-something billion Chinese? China has no pollution restrictions. China, ha- China is the number yeah. one polluter, and it's not even close in the whole world, and they don't care. And so they can do yeah. all they want to us. It, it, it's not going to make a yeah. dent. Yes, and, and I think India probably puts out a lot, too, I've heard. But mm-hmm. it's true. It's like we're the only ones getting shackled and, and going broke trying to save the world. And, and these other big, giant countries are not doing a thing except laughing, probably. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, it's interesting. I've always thought, like, we got a little teeny bit of cloud cover coming over today. And I've always thought, Andy, it's like God, it's like the air cleaner on your engine. You know, it, it, it keeps particles from going in there and, and, and burning your engine up and, you know, wearing it out, et cetera. Our, our weather system, I feel, with the with, with the wind and the clouds and the et cetera, like the forest fire smoke, it, you can visually see it happening and working. Our weather system with the clouds, it naturally cleans the air out. It's God designed it perfectly. And... They don't ever talk about that either. I don't hear the weatherman talk about that or anything, you know. And it's just, yeah. I, I figured that one out myself, you know. <laughs> not, I'm <laughs> yeah. not that true. Yeah. It's just common sense. Yeah. All right. Hey, appreciate you calling today. Good hey, to talk to you. Okay. See you later. It, uh, let's see. What the clock says? It's uh, 924 on KDXU. Open line Friday. We're here to talk about what do you, whatever you'd like to talk about. Masks, uh, man-made climate change, if you will. That's uh, they change it from global warming because they realize that global warming happens. Global cooling happens, too. And so their agenda has turned to, well, let's, let's, let's call it man-made climate change. And, uh, you know, it, it, they, they cite scientists. And, by the way, you can find just as many scientists who don't believe man is changing the climate at all as you can uh, scientists that do believe that. And, that, you know, that goes back to that whole scientific theory we were talking about yesterday uh, where, you know, if something happens a certain amount of times and it starts to become a, a scientific principle, you know, if you, if you do the same thing over and over again and you get the same result, that becomes a scientific principle. But that, there are exceptions to those rules. All right, let's go back to the phone line. Caller, you're on with Andy. How are you today? Morning, Andy. Morning. What's on your mind? I just caught the end of your conversation about the... Uh public shaming for not wearing masks. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of reminds me of what China's doing. Mm-hmm. I wonder where we got this idea from. Because <laughs> China got a little kind of like your score that they follow you around if you're a good citizen. Oh, you know, right. You, 
X amount of dollars because they got so many cameras. And if you go along with what they say, you're a good citizen. But if you start rebelling a little bit, that number goes lower and lower. And then you're on the watch list. And if it gets bad, you're on the re-education list. And mm-hmm. You might disappear. <laughs> and may never come back. Yeah, talk to some of those protesters in Hong Kong. I think they're missing an action for permanently. Yeah. So, and we're doing the same thing, you know, and there are people are just going along with it, you know. Yeah, I'll wear my mask if I go out in public just to appease the crybabies, but so I guess I'm a good person now, so I have a good number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're never, you got a good score going right now. Big, big red uh, star on your forehead. I've also got a Trump flag flying, so that probably demotes me. And I've got a Blue Lives Matter flag, and that demotes Uh-oh. me. And I got an American flag flying, so you better wear three masks to make up for it. I'm on somebody's watch list, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. It's bad, you know. And when this all started, you remember back in the day they told us, "Okay, let's shut down for two weeks, and we'll beat it." Yeah. And now they're looking at that again in some of these places because the numbers are going up. So, yeah, they, they keep they keep saying, "Oh, well, the numbers are up," even though we knew a month ago that the numbers were going to go up. We were going to have a spike in the fall. I remember everybody remember them talking about it. Oh, we're going to have a spike in the fall, and then we forgot. I guess we forgot, and then we had a spike. And uh, guess what? They're freaking out like it wasn't like like it's something that wasn't supposed to happen. I don't understand. And they're blaming it on the youngsters and the college kids, and now they're saying these college kids are taking it home to the older people and infecting them. And so let's shame the college kids now for wanting to be close a little bit. So I, I'm not going to lie, my daughter my my daughter came home last weekend uh, from BYU, and yeah, I hugged her, and yeah, we talked and hung out in the same room, and and. Uh, I didn't get sick. She's not sick. Uh, everybody's good, and I didn't feel guilty either. Not one bit for hugging my own daughter. You didn't feel like putting her in a bu- bubble and keeping nope. her distant. Eh? No bubble. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I do that every time I see my grandkids. You know, my wife's a health worker, and she gets tested twice a week, so I feel I'm pretty clean. But yeah, yeah, twice a week. At least it ain't the nose snob anymore. Yeah, I was gonna say they're not scraping her brain anymore. Anyway. And I got I got everybody, a lot of folks calling, so let me move on. Thank you for the call today, though. All right, caller, you're on with Andy this morning. What's on your mind? Yeah, I would just like to encourage people not to go get tested because the government takes advantage of that. Every time they, they say how many people got tested today, it sounds like that's how many people had COVID. So I just don't go get tested unless you know that you're really sick because the government, is, everything on the news is so negative, yeah. and they advertise how many people got tested. So don't get tested. And I also like to encourage the parents not to let this government, especially, destroy their Halloween for their kids. If their daughter wants to be a Superman or a clown or something, let them do it, or the boy or whatever it is. But go enjoy Halloween. Don't don't allow this COVID destroy Halloween for the kids. It's destroying the schools now because the kids have to wear a mask, but don't let yeah. us destroy the Halloween for the kid, for the, for the kids. The kids need to get out and enjoy the Halloween and have a good time. So that's my thoughts for today. Okay. I appreciate it. Did, did you guys hear what the governor said uh, last night, yesterday afternoon? He had a little press conference and he said, yes, we want to encourage Halloween. The kids should be allowed to go and trick or treat. He said, now a couple of things we want to make sure of, 
Number one, they should wear a mask under their mask. What? Yeah, they should wear a, you know, a, a medical mask or whatever under their Halloween mask. Okay, all right, so how are they going to breathe? Um, anyway, so even if you can get past that, then he said, okay, your kids should go trick-or-treating, but when they get home with their bag of candy, which, oh, they're not going to touch the whole time they're trick-or-treating, right? When they get home, you should wipe down every single piece of wrapped candy with a sterile wipe, <laughs> with a disinfecting wipe. Every single piece of candy needs to be wiped down. Ah, yeah, kids are going to have a fun Halloween doing that, huh? They can't breathe, they can't see, they can't smell. They're not allowed to touch their candy until you take it home to mom and dad who drop it in acid and then let the kid eat it. That's kind of that's kind of what the governor said. Let's go back to the phones. Call you on with Andy. How are you this morning? Morning, Andy. Morning. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what? Really? Yep. Yep. Every piece. You know, it astounds me. And, and just when I think it can't get any more stupid or ignorant, it does. And it's just amazing. Yeah, the whole shaming for a mask. If you've got to shame somebody into doing something, then you obviously don't have any proof or science to back it up, right? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so if we're being forced and shamed, you know, well, but now they're talking about fining people $1,000, not in this state yet. Yet, um, you know, arresting people because you don't wear your little muzzle, and to me, it isn't a muzzle or a mask; it's a muzzle. And months ago, the people in Germany, Germany of all places, stood up and protested, <laughs> and they said, "You are not going to muzzle us anymore." Wow, I think "muzzle" is a German word, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. So, anyhow, um, on another note, does the name Brandon Caserta ring a bell to you? Brandon, what was the last name? Caserta. Mm, I can't recall right now, huh? Well, it's pretty fresh, pretty new. Uh, he was arrested in this plot to take down Gretchen Whitmer. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. You know, and of course, the unbiased, truthful, let's look into the story and get it precision right media, <laughs> and Gretchen herself blaming it on Trump, these are right-wingers, um, these are Trump supporters, on and on and on and on and on. And they're conveniently leaving out the fact that Brandon Caserta has a video out there in which he calls Trump a tyrant mm -hmm. and many other things. He says government officials are bad. All of them, evil. he says. Yeah. Cops are just order takers. And on and on and on. Well, all the while he's doing this, he's got a flag behind him. Does anybody want to venture a guess what that flag is? No. Enlighten me a big red a in a circle anarchy <laughs> yeah antifa yep anarchy and he talks like an anarchist hmm. but yet if you listen to the unbiased lie not lying almost said lying media this is all trump supporters and yeah. white supremacists yeah. and right-wingers and republicans yeah, I actually listened to listened to part of that video today in which he, he slams on Trump, slams on all government officials. And, and and yet, like you said, we're getting reports that, well, you know, and the governor, Whitmer, even said it. Well, that's because Trump encouraged this guy or these guys. Yeah. Isn't it amazing yeah. that Donald Trump is encouraging people who hate him? <laughs> Gee, that kind of sounds like the leftists right now, doesn't it? 
Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Democrats in general. You know, the ones that run around and have run around for years and told us tolerance and put the cute little bumper stickers on their cars. Diversity, fairness, civility, equality, all these cute little words. But yet, can you find a pro-Trump political sign anywhere that trashes Joe Biden or Kamala Harris? No, no. They just want to make America great. Yeah. You know, I mean, the the worst I've seen is, uh, you know, Trump and the BS, and it does spell it out, but and the BS. Um. But nothing against Biden, nothing against Harris. But yet you run around here, and we've got tolerant, diverse, and fair lefty little liberals that are so civilized and so peaceful, comparing Donald Trump to a sexually transmitted disease. You've seen the STD signs, right? Right, yeah, yep. Right. Well, folks, STD really means socialism transmitted by Democrats. Just remember that. Well, there's a new sign popping up, and it's filled with all kinds of civility and love and tolerance that you would expect from the left. You can't fix stupid, but you can vote it out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so sweet of them. <laughs> yeah. You know, and again, these are the guys that run around and demand tolerance, civility, diversity, fairness, equality. You know, I mean, we hear it. All the time. I mean, I see tolerance bumper stickers on cars and, you know, live life, love, blah, blah, blah. But yet it seems like the ones that have that plastered all over their cars, their homes, whatever, are some of the most hate-filled, intolerant, one-way bigots that you can imagine. You know, and it comes back to, I believe it was last week when Mr. Hypocrite called in and said, when the people named me Johnny One Note, Man doesn't even have the spot to admit that he's the one that named me that. Yeah. You know, and again, buddy, you're going to call in and get sanctimonious about veterans and military service? I'm calling your bluff, bud. I don't think you served. All right. Got to run. Hey, thanks for the call today. I'm, All right. I'm with you on that one, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll get our weather break in. I'm only five or six minutes late. Uh, when we come back, though, from break, I want to talk about a video I watched yesterday, and uh, not a super common video. I don't know that a lot of you have seen this video, but it was pretty good. It was, uh, it was about a guy who approached some people in a park, young people in a park, with some quotes, and they were pretty inflammatory quotes, and what he did with it and what they said when we come back. Always a happy theme. I try to be a happy guy as often as I can. It always works out. Sometimes, I, sometimes I'm grumpy. Ask my wife. But most of the time, I try to be a pretty uh, happy guy. Thanks again for tuning into the show today. This is the Andy Griffin Show brought to you by uh, Ideal Home and Paint. It's their grand opening today. I'm headed over there, so I'll get off here about 10, jump in the KDXU vehicle, and head, head over to Ideal Home and Paint. Starting at 11, I'll be there. They open at 11. 11 to 5 is their grand opening. I'll be there 11 to 2. Uh, they have the door prizes, raffles. Uh, they've got a car wash. They've got vendor demos, uh, food trucks. It's all going to be at Ideal Home and Paint Supply that's a way down south on 4096 South River Road. And, uh, yeah, food trucks are going to be there. Maybe I'll find myself some lunch while I'm there at some point. Uh, this store offers paint for all projects. That includes cars, yes, doors, yes, 
walls, cabinets, and uh, one of my favorites, uh, floors. You know those fancy, you can paint your garage floor? They offer the paint there so you can seal your garage door and make it look like a showroom. How cool is that? That's at Ideal Paint, 4096 South River Road. Uh, again, the open line Friday if you'd like to call and be a part of the show, 673-5890. Uh, yesterday, as I was, uh, you know, sometimes you get on Facebook or browsing the Internet and you go down the rabbit hole and you get lost for a little while. And I, I was trying to do some research on something and I got, I, I, I got the, I'm not going to say suckered into it, but I got tempted into clicking on this guy's video and uh, I thought it was a pretty cool video. It lasted maybe five, seven minutes, something like that. Uh, but what this guy did, uh, he was about, I put him about 25 years old. So young guy. Uh, and he was in a park near a college campus. And he does not, actually does not say which campus or where the park is or anything like that. He just said uh, there were young people, you know, laying, eating lunch. Some were studying, just sitting around doing, you know, playing on their phones, whatever. And uh, this guy uh, decides he's going to do a little YouTube show. And so he walks around to all the different people and he says, I'm gonna, you guys busy? They, oh, no, what do, what do you want? He says, I'm, I'm doing a little YouTube experiment. I want to read you some quotes. I want to get your reaction to these quotes by Donald Trump. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we hate Donald Trump. You know, he's, he's evil, the orange man, all that stuff. Uh, he says, all right, uh, so let me, I'll read you the first quote. Uh, it says, uh, first quote is, uh, poor kids deserve the same opportunity as white kids. And they're like, oh, that is so racist. That Donald Trump is so evil. Sorry, let me read you this. And, and, you know, they had their reactions to it. He, he interviewed them and they said, oh, he's about what we thought. You know, he's a racist guy. I would never vote for him, et cetera, et cetera. Then he read the second quote from Donald Trump. He said, uh, in referring to Barack Obama, he said, you got the very first mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean and a nice looking guy. I mean, that's a storybook, man. And, of course, the reaction from all these young people. And he probably interviewed, I would say, in the neighborhood of uh, 20 young people. And the reaction was, oh, man, that Trump, he is such a racist guy. I mean, there's obviously articulate and well-spoken African-American males. How, how, can, how can he say something like that? And it's so ridiculous. And then he said, let me read you another quote from Donald Trump. He said, unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly diverse attitudes about different things. And then, of course, came the reaction, man, Trump doesn't know anything about the world, does he? He's this big racist meanie. And meanie is the word I use. I don't think they use that word. I think that word has gone many years ago. But they were just just on and on and on about uh, how racist Donald Trump was. He said, let me read you one more. Uh, He said, in Delaware, the largest growth in population is the Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. Ha ha. And, of course, the reaction. The young people. Oh, Donald Trump. Oh, man. How did he ever get elected? We hate that guy. And, of course, if you are listening to the show, you know that every one of those quotes that I just, that the guy just attributed to Donald Trump, was at, were act, those are actual Joe Biden quotes. Uh, when he revealed that to these young people, said, hey, I know how you feel. You guys have given me a real honest reaction to these quotes. He says, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be truthful with you. Uh, I was a little dishonest. Those are not Donald Trump quotes. Those are Joe Biden quotes. Oh, you should have seen the look on half of their faces because the other half was, uh, was obscured by a face diaper, by, by a mask. Uh, but they immediately went into backpedal mode. 
And instead of saying, well, Biden's a racist, too. That's what you would expect, right? I mean, they just said Donald Trump is a racist because of those things that he said. We perceive, we already know he's a racist. This confirmed our beliefs. Every one of them was like, well, if Joe Biden said it, that, you know, I mean, he's not a racist. And he probably said some things there that, that maybe he just maybe he just misspoke. Maybe it was an accident, him saying what he said. And, and I could not believe it. I would say everybody that he interviewed was probably under the age of 25. They were college kids. They were all over the age. And, and, and you know, with the youth, you would have to obscure their face if they were under 18 and stuff, unless you got their parents' permission. But, so, but no, there were no faces obscured except for their face diapers, their, their, their muscles. And uh, every, I could not believe every one of them, like, started making excuses for their candidate. And in the end, after after he revealed and started getting their reactions, ah, oh, well, what, he probably misspoke. He didn't mean it like he said it, et cetera, et cetera. Then he asked them, so who are you going to vote for? Are you going to vote for the guy that said these things, or are you going to vote for Donald Trump? And every one of them, every one of them was like, well, I'll probably still vote for Biden. And he said, why? He said, well, he's less racist than Donald Trump. He's the lesser of two evils. That's what one of them actually said. He is the lesser of two evils. Another person said, well, you got to pick your poison. They're both poisonous. Joe is less poisonous. That's what they said. Unbelievable. Ah, I thought it was a pretty cool experiment. Yeah, it's anecdotal. There's no science behind it. It's anecdotal. But I thought, you know, the, the fact that, number one, uh, these young people were clearly, they didn't recognize that those were, not, not one person said, oh, wait a minute, that's not Trump, that's Biden. Nobody said that. That's scary in a, in a couple of ways. Number one, because uh, a lot of our young people, I don't think, are very uh, learned. Uh, and the other thing is, how could they be learned if the media doesn't tell them that these things happen? If it doesn't show up on their feed, their their Instagram or whatever, they're not you know Reddit wherever they're they're not going to know. I had a chance to, after the debate on Wednesday, the uh, vice presidential debate, I had a chance to look at a couple of different news feeds, uh, and I want to talk about them, that when we come back. It's the op- it's Open Line Friday, the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 94.9, 890 KDXU. Uh, by the way, Joe Shoney is a great sponsor of this show, and he has been a great sponsor of this show for as long as I've been on the show, and even longer, Joe Shoney, uh, his specialty is customer service. Joe now online has 453 reviews, and he averages an amazing 4.91 out of five stars in those reviews. Here's a couple of the new ones. Melinda uh, in Enix said, Joe and Sue are always so helpful and are so fun to work with. Paul, Paul is uh, from Alton, Utah. I'm not sure where Alton is. Maybe somebody can call and tell me. Uh, Joe and his team were very professional and efficient during the entire process. Jim from Leeds says, Joe and Sue stuck with me when the going got rough. I really appreciate that. And those all, all three five-star reviews, and, and there are hundreds more like it. It's Joe Shoney. His phone number is 435-590-6300. He's a loan officer, and he'll help you out and keep you informed all the way. His email is joe.shoney at nafinc.com. We'll be back with your calls after this. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. It's 10 minutes to the hour, 10 minutes till 10 o'clock. I'm Andy Griffin. This is the Andy Griffin Show. 
Open line Friday. I've got a couple things I will talk about if you don't call and occupy my time. Otherwise, let's uh, take a call right now. Caller, thanks for uh, uh, tuning in. Thanks for calling. What's on your mind today? Yeah, thank you, Andy. Good morning. Morning. A little housekeeping from a couple of shows ago, maybe Mm -hmm. seven, ten days ago. Uh, We were talking about vaccines. Yeah. And, of course, this is going to be a big deal coming forward because of the corona and so forth. And uh, I'd mentioned about vaccine courts. Did you get a chance to look into that? I I did not, actually. I I actually forgot about it. I should have written it down. In fact, I'll write it down right now, but maybe you can enlighten me a little more. Well, that's not the reason. I, I just... When you get some more information, we'll talk about it. But just the fact that it existed, I think, was a surprise to you, and I think it's a surprise to most people. Yeah. Um, so we'll set that aside for another day. Okay. Uh, another thing is um, the uh, thing about Pelosi. We haven't talked about that. Pelosi wants to do this uh, Article 25 thing with, uh, yeah. with Trump. Well, yeah. isn't it interesting? We're only, what, 20-some days away from election. Why in the world would she be trying to remove him from office unless they are just very concerned about Trump winning? If Biden's so far ahead in the polls, why bother? He's going to be gone in a short period, right? Yeah, that's that. That's good at reading between the lines there because you're right. Why would she even, even think about this unless she thinks they're not going to win? Yeah, unless it's just one more thing to pile on to Trump. But, uh, yeah. So then, uh, you know, the other thing about masks and, uh, you know, we should comply or shouldn't comply. So one of the core tenets in our country is individualism. And the opposite of that is collectivism. You know, we throw all kinds of names out. I'm a Republican. I'm a conservative. I'm a libertarian. I'm a liberal. All, all these different labels, we don't even know what they mean anymore. Right. But if you look at just two identifying features. Either you're someone who is an individualist, which is what this country was founded on, or you're a collectivist. And collectivist is is uh, statism, it's communism, socialism, it's we're all in this together. And of course, we've heard that so many times. Actually, we're not. We get COVID or the flu or cancer one at a time. You're on all. your own, yep. And so everyone needs to make their decisions on their own. And so if you want to wear a mask, wear one. If you don't, don't. But, um, you know, until we start standing up as individuals and saying, look, that might work for you and more power to you. If you want to do that, go ahead. But those of us that don't, we shouldn't be criticized or shamed or or anything else um, based on our individual choices. Right, right. Go ahead. ahead. And then lastly, I'd like to, uh, uh, the point of, um, well, I lost my... uh, I lost that last one. <laughs> yeah, probably my fault. Sorry about that. Oh, no, no, that's that's quite all right. The thing about your show, Andy, is there's so many things that, that pop up that, uh, you know, most of us have an opinion about just about everything. Sure. And, and so it, it's difficult to, uh, you know, pinpoint those uh, single things. Uh, I, I just remembered what it was. It's okay. about YouTube. You know, you had um, uh, given the example of this uh, person who went to a college. There's another girl. I just happened to be watching it this morning, too. And she went on a college campus, it was in Florida, and she asked a lot of people the same thing. I'm going to give you a quote, and you tell me what you think. I don't have the exact quote, but it was, uh, and she talked about this is from a, a very big uh, corporation in the country. They get lots of government dollars. And the quote essentially was, um, if people find out that our underlying goal is to uh, decimate or destroy the Negro population, uh, we will be in big trouble. Hmm. 
And so she went around, and of course, everyone to a person, oh, that's horrible, that's terrible, that corporation should be uh, shut down, Mm -hmm. uh, on and on. And so then she, of course, told her who the quote was. Well, it was Margaret Sanger from Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood, yep. Yeah, she's and exactly the same thing you said, Andy. All of them were appalled in the fact half of them, yeah, that Trump, he must have said that. (laughs) And when they found out it was Planned Parenthood, when they found out it was Margaret Sanger, every one of them backpedaled and said, well, you know, that was then, and this is now, it's a great organization, and they do all these great things. They would never say that if that was a you know, a Republican or an individualist or somebody who wasn't on their side. They would be yeah. to massacre them. And so just your example and this example and so many more just points out the hypocrisy that is within the liberal or the collectivist mindset. And we just all need to recognize that. You know, for the most part, they're not genuine. They don't have guiding principles or values that guide them. It's all political, and it's all whichever way the wind that benefits them. Yeah, yeah. All right, well said. Thank you. Bye. 9.55 on KDXU. You know, I, I, one of the things that, that maybe I would point out is there's nothing wrong with belonging to a group. And, and in fact, us as humans, we want to fit in in a lot of ways. But uh, having said that, uh, I, I think one of my core beliefs, and I think a lot of us out there, uh, is is that I am responsible for my actions. I am responsible for my beliefs. I don't take those beliefs from anyone else. I acquire them myself. And uh, there's you know there, there's a desire right now. I think especially among amongst the youth. I'm not going to say the under 18 necessarily, but the, amongst the young people that uh, they want to be taken care of. Hey, you know, hand me stuff. Give me free health care. Give me free uh, food. Give me free everything. And, and, and the problem with that, and I was, I was pointing out, this out to a family member of mine uh, yesterday, is somebody has got to pay for that. And, and if you're not going to pay for it, if you're not going to work to pay for the things that you need, uh, somebody else has to. Uh, you know, and, and there, there's no other way about it. The, the, if it's too good to be true, then it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean? That's the old saying. I hate to be cliche on you here, but that's the truth of the matter. Is if 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 you're if you're if you're giving if you're getting given something, well, they're not doing it out of the kindness of their heart. Ninety nine percent of the time, they're doing it uh, because they expect something back. And uh, with a government handout, the government expects something back. And if they don't get it from you, they're going to get it from me. And if they don't get it from me, they're going to get it from, you know, Steve or, or Larry or whoever, Seth, you know, they're, they're going to take it uh, because because nothing is, is free. I saw a sign the other day. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, when I went to college, my goal, I, I was really, you know, first part of college I was engaged. The rest of my college years, probably three and a half years, uh, I was married. And, uh, you know, a couple of years in, I had a kid. So my goal in college was not to oh, study the great philosophers or find out the real meaning behind the lady that swims out to, the, to sea at the end of the scarlet letter. My goal was to get educated, get my degree, and, and leverage that into getting a job in my chosen field so I could support my young family. That was my goal. I wasn't there to, you know, I, I wasn't there you know, to study philosophy and uh, with the old philosophy thing, if you know, if you believe in God and He exists, then you did good. If you don't believe in God and He exists, you did bad. 
if you do, yeah, that, that whole, I, I, I didn't, I didn't care about that stuff. That, that was not important to me. My, my goal in college was to get in, get out, get on with life. Uh, I have a son who went to a trade school. My son makes more money than me. And, uh, I don't have a problem with that, uh, at all. I think it's great. He's supporting his young family and, uh, he, he didn't go to college. He didn't study philosophy. And, you know, he didn't spend a lot of time in, with general ed courses. And that's not to say, you know, that that stuff isn't good. You know, I mean, there's a, there, there's a re, I, you know, you can be well-rounded. You can be well-learned in different areas. But, uh, you know what, he needed to, at the, at the point in his life that he was at, he needed to get a, a trade, get a career going, and start making money to support his family. And, and he did that. And Anyway, the, the, the meme, I guess, is the word that I saw on the Internet uh, yesterday was uh, a picture of two young people. And one young person says, I uh, got a degree in liberal arts. Uh, I have $50,000, and that's probably a, a very small number, I have $50,000 in student debt. I, have, I can't find a job. I end up working part-time at McDonald's just so I can kind of pay the rent or, you know, buy some food at mom and dad's house in the basement. And, and, uh, anyway, what goes on on the, on the one side, on the other side, it says, I, I didn't get a college degree. I went to a trade school. I started my job nine months after I, uh, I started school. Uh, I now make a hundred thousand dollars a year. I have zero debt and, uh, I'm the one that's paying for your food stamps. It's pretty good food for thought. I'm not saying college is bad. Don't get me wrong here. I have a college degree. My son has three college degrees. My dad has several. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that sometimes we can't see the forest for the trees.